Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show, all about truth, justice, and the American way. And we're in the fight now to preserve those values and this republic of ours, and we must prevail against the Marxist Dems and the deep state and their determined assault on what was once our government, but which they now occupy, possess, and will soon control outright if we fail to take back the House and the Senate on November 8th. That's right. I'm saying what you thought you heard. We have to win the House and the Senate to stop the Marxist Dems and their puppet president, Joe Biden. The backlash against the FBI and the Department of Justice is building. And today, a partial but important victory in the raid on Mar-a-Lago warrant affidavit hearing. The judge wants at least part of that affidavit released to the public. We'll see what that means in substantive terms in the days ahead, of course. President Trump says it's not enough. Let the people see all of it. All of it. And I agree with him. And I've already called for the abolition of the Department of Justice and the FBI National Security Division, the outright repeal of the Patriot Act as well. And by doing both, we'll put an end to the Marxist Dems and Deep State's use of that division for their political purposes against Republicans, conservatives, and independents. The outright, the outright repeal of the Patriot Act and the abolition of the National Security Division of the DOJ and FBI. The Dems in Deep State are desperate now. The backlash that resulted from the Mar-a-Lago raid has shocked the DOJ, the FBI, and the Marxist Dems establishment. With us today is leading Republican pollster and political strategist, John McLaughlin, to give us a sense of that event's impact on the public and the November 8 midterm elections. John, great to have you with us. Thanks for being here, and it looks like that red wave could be a tsunami, thanks to the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah, absolutely, and and the voters are, are responding appropriately where this is out of control. When uh, uh, And granted, I, I deal in polls, and we'll see plenty of polls this week where uh, people will, you know, the media will explore this, and, and we've, we saw some interesting ones from other pollsters like Trafalgar, where the uh, level of uh, voters that, that want to participate in it has increased significantly, particularly among Republicans and independents. And uh, at the same time, when they thought this was motivated by uh, the president's political enemies versus an impartial Justice Department investigation, almost half the voters said it was motivated politically. And uh, um, Five to four, they outnumbered those who thought this was impartial. And uh, the results of the elections, I, I can speak of one case where I was polling for Leora Levy, who was a Trump-supported candidate in Connecticut to run against Dick Blumenthal. And Dick Blumenthal is vulnerable. 
The voters are not happy. They disapprove of, of Joe Biden. They're not happy with inflation, cost of living, Did they get tired of Blumenthal? they get tired of Blumenthal's lies? Uh, yes. In fact, the number one thing that they like least about Dick Blumenthal is that he's a liar. And they specifically cite that he said he went to Vietnam, but also they're tying it to his record and his policies. They do not believe that his vote recently of the Schumer-driven uh, in inflation Reduction Act is going to reduce inflation. They think precisely the opposite. But what was what was interesting, what's relevant is, I Leora Levy was trailing another Rhino Republican candidate, uh, thirty two to eighteen on July twenty seventh. President Trump endorsed her on August fourth. So we got that out. The campaign got that out over the weekend. On the night of the FBI raid, President Trump did a teletown hall with Leora Levy to Republicans in Connecticut. And over 33,000 people listened. And over 80% of those who listened and responded after the call that they would vote for Leora the next day. She went up 32 points after that endorsement, literally in a weekend, and won. Wow the primary over the state party endorsed candidate 50 to 40. So when you talk about the poll, by the way, we had a poll saying that if President Trump and I spoke to the president ahead of time, several times, because Linda McMahon asked me to and Leora asked me to, uh, several times uh, I spoke to the president and said, the poll says that if you endorse Leora Levy, she will get, she will win with 48% of the vote because it was a three-way race. Uh, we were only off by two points. She won 50 to 40. So, so, uh, uh, and when you say, wow, I mean, more so than any poll, voter results really matter. And, and, and on that day, President Trump went 10 and 0 in his endorsements in U.S. Senate races this year. He's already 17 and 0 in his endorsements. And he's won over 100, his endorsements have won over 190 races. And, when you think about it, it's 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 like only a handful of of people have survived running against his endorsements. Where uh, um, you know, look at the ten Republicans who voted for impeachment that were going to run run again this year. Only two of them have survived. And and uh, you know, when you look at uh, what's going on in Wyoming, when what's going on in upcoming primaries. Uh, the president's endorsement is is now on steroids because the voters have totally been revolted by uh, this FBI raid of the former president's home. When they, and Merrick Garland's trying to now do damage control where they know they went too far because after trying to impeach him twice, the Russian collusion hoax, uh, the January 6th committee, they can't stop him. And he's ahead in the polls. Our, the, you know, our last month's polls had President Trump beating Joe Biden 49-43 nationally among a thousand likely voters and beating Kamala Harris 50 to 42 and the Republicans taking over the Congress. So this is a desperate attempt to, to you know, basically find some way that they can criminalize President Trump so that they can stop him from leading the Republicans back to taking control of Congress in November and then following that up with him being reelected president, they know they can't beat him at the ballot box. So it's it's the 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 metaphor that I'm hearing from most people says this is like a banana republic, a banana republic, uh, or maybe just a totalitarian state. 
that works for me as well because this president is issuing executive orders, uh, administrative orders, uh, executive actions of all kinds. He is operating unilaterally. He is in negotiations with Iran for crying out loud, and they're mm-hmm. trying to kill, uh, you know, you know, it, it, all sorts of targets, including that former ambassador John Bolton, uh, and, and Rushdie, uh, who seems like he's on his way to recovery here. Thank God. Uh, it's it's insane what this. This, this White House has become a bastion of idiots and incompetence. They are an embarrassment to the entire nation. And yet we have a corporatist media that will not deal. I mean, there was a crack in their wall of stupidity uh, and bias. Uh, Jonathan Carl, ABC News, finally had the guts to say, you know, isn't this a little Orwellian to call it the Inflation Reduction Act? when its impact is exactly the inverse. The inverse it absolutely will drive inflation. It's greater spending. I, I have to ask you, John, when will, will ever again plain-spoken English uh, uh, arrive in our uh, body politic again? Uh, when uh, the voters get to vote. And we're seeing it in the primaries this year. We're seeing it where where uh, uh, basically, uh, as we talked about these primaries with, where President Trump's endorsed candidates are winning overwhelmingly, the Republicans are leading in the polls. People cannot wait for November 8th. It can't come quick, you know, come soon enough. They want it to come quickly. They want to vote. They want to, they want to change. They want to put the Republicans back in control of, uh, uh, you know, of Congress. And, and, you know, we're going to see it when, when in effect, we look at November 8th, we're going to see, you know, people just like in Virginia, we got a taste of it last year, where Trump voters came out uh, heavily in Virginia so that the Republicans took over state government there and, uh, you know, elected a governor, lieutenant governor and attorney general. Uh, we saw it in New York in elections in the suburbs where they rejected cashless bail and they elected Republicans for county exec and uh, district attorney Nassau County, New York. Uh, we saw it in other places where they had elections last year. This year, it's going to be even more intense and it's going to be on steroids because with the broken border, the national surge in crime, the idea that inflation is out of control and people know it's an inflation tax that, you know, their, their, their money is worth less. Uh, they know that the Democrats are raising taxes on them. They don't believe when you talk about Orwellian, they don't believe Joe Biden when he says he's not going to tax the middle class. He's breaking the middle class instead. Um, and and I think we're going to see, you know, Republicans, you know, in spite of the media uh, spin, the national media spin, in spite of uh, Democrats attempts to try to uh, uh, to try to uh, basically uh, mess with the, the you know, the elections again, because they're, they're still mad at us. I was, I was over the weekend, I was in Georgia with the Republican state majority. They changed the voting laws down there so that we don't have the illegal drop boxes again, uh, so that we don't have uh, votes without voter ID. And, uh, um, the, you know, those laws are very popular and the Democrats are doing what they can to try to go back to the irregularities and blatant fraud, like in, in Wisconsin, where 
the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled four to three that the drop boxes in Wisconsin were illegal. So uh, I think the Democrats are going to get more and more desperate as uh, as, as November 8th comes. But that's when we're going to see a major change in the whole country. In Wisconsin, firing uh, Michael Gableman, uh, Robin Voss, the assembly speaker. Uh, I mean, it's just so corrupt in Wisconsin, politically corrupt. Uh, it's breathtaking uh, because the Republican Party uh, has the the base to actually make substantive changes, but their corruption is just, uh, as I say, it's just breathtaking. Gableman yes. did a great job as the special counsel, revealing Zucker, uh, Zuckerberg's influence uh, in that election uh, throughout, by the way, uh, much of the country, but uh, but particularly in Wisconsin. Yes. And, 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 uh, you know, Ron Johnson is up for reelection, you know, probably when he'll probably be reelected, but, but we've had, what was great is you've had people like, uh, I know a, a, a longtime conservative friend of mine, judge Jim Troopas advises him. And there have been plenty of people that have worked to expose what they were doing with the election law up there, where they were, they were fraudulently using the, uh, permanently disabled, uh, ballot. Um, and, and, uh, you know, there were people that weren't permanently disabled that were voting without voter ID and dropping off their ballots. And and that kind of ballot harvesting is going to stop. And Ron Johnson should get reelected in Wisconsin. But uh, November 8th is a date where you, it's like a pressure cooker, where our side can hardly wait to come out and vote uh, on Election Day. And uh, that's that's what we have to you know so, keep telling people. That's the you know, vote in the primaries and vote in the elections. So maybe explain to me why Laura Ingram is quoted in Mediate as saying the country might be ready to move past Trump. Americans <laughs> exhausted by the constant battle. I mean, this is crazy stuff. I I don't see that. I mean, it, it, it's 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 like if you want to roll over and get beat, that would be the mistake. And uh, I, I mean, the tough part. I've always said people always thought. You know, you hear these people say, oh, we could do better with someone else. Someone else would be weaker, not as strong. Trump Trump is somebody who's beaten them. Uh, he's the he's the the among Republican primary voters, which includes independents nationally. He's the, the vast majority of voters support him. They don't support somebody else. And it's and to the voters, it's because Donald Trump was probably the only person in 2016 that could have stood up to the Hillary Clinton's corruption. And right now, he's the only person that would root out the the Biden corruption because, you know, a lot of people pass it off as incompetence or that he's too old. That's not true. It's 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 he's corrupt. And we're seeing it. You know, this this past week, Joe Biden's vacationing at a uh, in South Carolina at for free at some 20 million dollar mansion in South Carolina on the beach. And no one's holding him accountable. And the double standard of justice where, you know, they're trying to persecute uh, uh, President Trump over boxes of documents that he probably declassified that he's probably within his 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 uh, uh, legal legal uh, uh, abilities as president uh, that he took with him, you know, and, and they're not going after Barack Obama's you know, files, they're not going after. <laughs> well, they're not. And you know what? And they keep, uh, you know, Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre keeps saying that uh, the Biden doesn't even know what's going on. 
I believe her, by the way. I don't doubt it for a moment. But you just raised the issue of, of Hillary Clinton. And uh, I, let, let's play uh, former director of the FBI, James Comey, citing her transgressions on security, uh, offending the Espionage Act, and just simple decency and, well, and responsibility. Uh, here is the illustrious James Comey. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton's use of a personal email system during her time as Secretary of State. Now, I have so far used the singular term email server in describing the referral that began our investigation. It turns out to have been more complicated than that. Secretary Clinton used several different servers and administrators of those servers during her four years at the State Department. And she also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email on that personal domain. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department in 2014, 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information at the time. That's the lowest level of classification. Separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were upclassified to make them confidential. Those emails had not been classified at the time that they were sent or received. The FBI also discovered several thousand work-related emails that were not among the group of 30,000 emails returned by Secretary Clinton to state in 2014. There is evidence to support a conclusion that any reasonable person in Secretary Clinton's position or in the position of those with whom she was corresponding about those matters should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. None of these emails should have been on any kind of unclassified system. But their presence is especially concerning because all of these emails were housed on unclassified personal servers, not even supported by full-time security staff, like those found at agencies and departments of the United States government, or even with a commercial email service like Gmail. There you are. Uh, and, and by the way, we, are, we haven't even got the discussion about all of the various iPhones and devices that were destroyed by Hillary, her staff, her chief of staff. They were smashed. They were bleach bitted. They were uh, destroyed. Uh, how can anyone in the even the most ignorant corner of the Marxist left dims even remotely suggest this president was in some way uh, prosecutable uh, for having 15 boxes uh, sitting there that he declassified. By the way, the public is not being fooled. As I mentioned to you, the Trafalgar poll, which was done right after the raid, 48% this was done by Trump's political enemies versus only 40% saying it was an impartial justice system. And when you look at it, uh, that includes 12% of the Democrats and, and Republicans, 77 to 15. They said this was done by Trump's political enemies. And among those who are independents, 54 to 35, they're the ones who are going to decide this election. 54 to 35 said this was done by Trump's political enemies. So 
you know, I, I mean, I'm sure, Lou, you're probably waiting for the indictment of Hillary Clinton for <laughs> using the server. I really I mean, am. I, I mean, it's just, she clearly, viol according to Merrick Garland, she clearly violated the Espionage Act and uh, um, you know, whatever that says. But the double standard of justice, it's, it's scary in the United States where Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Democrats can can get away with things that they are, you know, they, they're, they're trying to persecute President Trump and stop their political adversaries. This is extremely dangerous when you look at the way the Democrats are weaponizing uh, the Justice Department and the FBI for political gain. I mean, it, and, and voters know it. They know that this should not happen. It does not happen in a free and democratic country. And uh, law enforcement should be something that is totally impartial. And here you've got Joe Biden uh, basically, you know, pushing. And, and by the way, what I love is he says he did not know anything about the raid ahead of time. So if that's true, you've got a situation where Joe Biden either is lying to the American public or he's a fool and not control of his government. And well, I think. I, I think that you've got a good case uh, for fool. Uh, you've also got a good case for puppet. Uh, you've also got a good case for impaired. So he is an impaired puppet uh, fool who is uh, running the country. Uh, but we know who's running the country. The, what's the, the cabal of uh, Marxist dims are being led by Obama and uh, his uh, fellow travelers. This is, they're, they're, you know, it's all inference and supposition, but I have to tell you, it, it isn't easily refuted either. Uh, it, it is remarkable to think that this is going on in the United States and that Donald Trump has to be persecuted nonstop for six years before he was president as a candidate for full years of his term in office. He's persecuted a special counsel, two impeachments, as you said, and a January 6th just for, you know, icing on the cake. And, right. mm -hmm. and there are no leaders. There's no group of leaders, not in industry, not in business or Wall Street, uh, the American Bar Association, the ACLU, who will stand up and say, you know what? We have a bunch of corrupt Lilliputians in the FBI who are lower than snake scum, and we've got to fix it. And 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 by the way, what's dangerous about this is, see, I I'm 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 a full believer that it's more about corruption because during the campaign, uh, when President Trump in October of 2020 asked me right before the the night before the debate, said uh, some people are telling him not to make uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and the corruption an issue. And I said, you have to make an issue because it's not getting through to all the voters because Trump voters said the thing they like least about Biden was corruption. Biden voters said that it was his age. He was too old. If if they thought he was corrupt, they were voting for Trump 18 to 1. And in a post-election survey we did for Brent Bozell's Media Research Center, 36% of all Biden voters on Election Day in 2020 we're not aware about the Hunter Biden laptop story, the censorship, the blackout of Twitter and et cetera, the social media and the other media of the New York Post story about the Hunter Biden laptop actually helped Joe Biden win because 36 percent didn't know it. And if they did know about it, enough voters would have changed that Donald Trump would have won the election. So 
when you look at that kind of corruption that affected the last election, and now we find out the things about he, Joe Biden was the big guy, that he was getting the payments from uh, Hunter Biden while he was, you know, after office and he, and he was able to lie about it, that, that he said during the campaign he knew nothing about it, and the FBI has not pers pursued any prosecution of any of the kind of corruption that was going on where, like, I do work in Europe, and it's known that the oligarchs that had the Bidens on the payroll, they don't, they have not suffered any sanctions, like compared to other Russian oligarchs who have been sanctioned by the U.S. government. Joe Biden, you know, he's helping, Vlad, uh, he's helping Vladimir Putin keep the price of oil and gas high, while the people of Ukraine are suffering atrocities every day. So, you know, that that corruption has a price, and. I think the, the the average American is going to if if we can make that the issue that the the Biden White House is corrupt, that they're using this corruption against their political enemies. And guess what? They just passed, you know, a a, a bill of seven hundred sixty billion dollars in more spending and taxes, but also doubles the size of the IRS. Eighty seven thousand agents that they're advertising for that must be willing to carry a gun. And have and and use deadly force if necessary. That they are going to unleash that on you know basically small businesses and taxpayers across America. I mean, it's not just Mar-a-Lago, the FBI raid. It's going to be small businesses and taxpayers, middle class taxpayers across the United States uh, as they hire IRS agents. I mean, it's just the scandal and corruption is unbelievable. Consider this, John. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike uh, McCall, congressman, former head of the Homeland Security Committee, telling Trump that he better be dropping uh, his tone, uh, suggesting that uh, he should, everything he's saying is inflammatory when he criticizes the corrupt FBI and the corrupt DOJ in this corrupt administration. My gosh, you've got a party filled with Mike McCall's. They are empty suits. They are unoriginal. They're not in any way, in any way, recognizable as an intelligent and concerned uh, citizens of this republic demanding the highest standard of conduct. Instead, they're saying to the president, you know, that raid that they carried out on you. Well, just don't say a word because it's important. People respect the FBI, the Department of Justice. Oh, by the way. By, by the way, like the, the the FBI, President Trump did not attack the FBI. That's a yeah. Merrick Garland damage control diversion. They're saying he's attacking the FBI. He's attacking these. Uh, absolutely not. They're attacking. We're attacking the corrupt Biden administration that did this. And they did it because Joe Biden, uh, Mike Goodwin wrote a column for the, in the New York Post that basically he's reporting that uh, or, or it's his opinion that uh, that Merrick Garland had to do this because the January 6th committee's coming up empty, that Liz Cheney and Nancy Pelosi have found <laughs> no evidence that they can charge the president with of insurrection or prevent him from running. This is by all way, about stopping Donald Trump. Absolutely. And by the way, the FBI released a report uh, uh, June, I believe it was June 26th of last year 
saying that they can't find any evidence right. of collusion between the president and those supporters who were on the uh, on the on the grounds uh, on Capitol Hill uh, uh, on January sixth of 20, uh, 2021. Yep. And this they go ahead with this because there's their usual smear politics of personal destruction, the obfuscation rather than the revelation of truth. And it's just who they are. And as a country, we're putting up with it. That's what drives me crazy. But the Do you know how long it, I'm sorry, go ahead. The voters aren't. It's these elites in the Beltway in Washington, oh. the, the rhinos, the soft Republicans. And they'll get beat. If we, I mean, if Donald Trump is not the next nominee of the Republican Party, we could very likely to get beat. Because you have to be really strong to stand up to this kind of corruption. And here he was. I mean, when you look at it, it has cost him money. Uh, just like in the, you know, the Declaration yep. of Independence, when they pledge their their lives and their sacred honor and their fortunes uh, to sign the Declaration of Independence, Donald Trump has been penalized and his businesses have been penalized because he stood up against this corruption and they keep trying to find corruption against him and it's a dry well for them. So uh, they, they just can't do it. And, and he's exposing their corruption. And this is the, the Washington political class, the corrupt Washington political class that deals with China, that deals with these big corporations that exploits the middle class across the heartland of the country. And the voters are seeing through this and you know, the Trump back candidates are going to win in November. And when they win and we take over the House and Senate, um, then what's going to happen is you're going to see the corruption exposed. And that's when the real panic will happen, because they can see then they, then you have a path to Donald Trump being reelected as president or elected again for the, the there, third time. <laughs> well, it, it's true. It is absolutely true. And the big lie. The big lie that all of those anomalies and irregularities of the 2020 election have all been debunked, uh, have been, uh, you know, I love the way the corporatist media phrases it. Uh, Trump still maintaining those false uh, statements and conspiracy charges. Uh, he's not doing anything of the sort. He's just trying to get to the truth. And the truth right now is something that uh, the left is running from. And every American has to understand that because it's just true in every instance. I've got to ask you about the politics of something, and that is language. Because McCall talking about inflammatory language, uh, uh, Trump coming out and saying that he wants to turn the uh, heat down a bit. He actually apparently sent that message to uh, uh, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland. I, I think he's getting bad advice. I, I think this is a time for Trump. I don't think this is a time for watered-down Trump. I don't think it's a time for the Republican Party to go back to being country club rhinos. This is a time to get rid of the damn rhinos and to really take on the issues and the truth and put it in front of the American people. What do you well, think? I think there's a big difference between saying that people, you know, we can resolve this in a, in a civil manner but we shouldn't back up on the issues. I mean, there should be no violence and we should resolve this in a civil manner. But the reality is, did Joe Biden order this or not? Did, is Joe Biden lying to the American public or is, or is he just not aware of what's going on? They have not released the affidavit 
that the warrant is based on. So there's things here that the administration is hiding yeah. and that we need as Republicans and as Americans, not just the Republicans, not partisans, but as Americans, we need answers. What do the affidavits say that they went after, uh, you know, this raid on a former president's home? This is well, really important to find out. You know, that raid happened in the uh, last week. Uh, it, it happened within a, uh, just about a week of President Trump's lawsuit moving forward. It happened within a month of his lawsuit against Hillary Clinton and the DNC and all of the other actors in the original crossfire hurricane conspiring against him. I think that those are the reasons, many of the reasons, why this had to be a raid at 6.30 in the morning on the 8th uh, of August. Uh, these, people are, these people are crazy. They yes. think that they've got sufficient power. They are so arrogant, they could give a damn because they'll create one atrocity to cover another. Atrocities against the Constitution. Uh, what do you think? I, I think it's, it's a result, clearly a result of the fact that their January 6th committee came up dry. There's nothing there that implicates the president committed any crime, and they were intent on trying to prove that. And they've been exposed, and now they're just changing changing the battlefield again. And it was a diversion. And until you know they released the warrant, and until uh, the affidavit with the warrant, they released the warrant. But the the affidavit is what what they were really after. Until they come fully clean with the American public, um, they can't be trusted. And the worst part is, you know, we have to, again, I said, we have to wait till November 8th for the election, but the voters are going to vote. And that's going to be a really watershed moment where if the Republicans take back the House as they should and take back the Senate, which they have a chance of, even though the, the map and the elections favor the Democrats, then you're going to see real panic in Washington. Then you're going to see, you know, the mainstream media trying to dumb down uh the, the Republican leadership and the rhinos and, the, and you know, the corruption, because in effect, they're going to be saying, oh, you shouldn't shouldn't hold hearings about Hunter Biden. You shouldn't. Hold, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no, no. Be disruptive. Right. You shouldn't go after what, what Hillary Clinton. Knew. You know, you should just drop all these things and just uh, play ball with the, you know, with the corruption in Washington. And uh, and I, th I think you're going to find can people and candidates and who will soon be sworn in on November, no, January 1st. It'll be January 1st. They'll get elected November 8th. January 1st, when they're sworn in, you're going to see people who are willing to find out what really happened and fix it. And be and right now, they're destroying the country. I mean, Joe Biden has turned into the worst president in the history of the United States. And, uh, you know, this, this spending, the debt, the deficit, the weakness internationally where, you know, Russia can go on and China can go on, do whatever they want and, and commit atrocities, you know, in their countries and around the world. Um, the American people aren't being fooled by this and they're they're really concerned and worried. I mean, we saw 43% of all Americans in our last poll, the voters told us they're having trouble making basic ends meet. They can't afford to pay for food and drive to work at the same time, let alone have a medical bill. And then you've got another 30, uh, 41% said that they, 
you know, they can still meet basic needs, but they've been significantly impacted by inflation. So we're watching the decline of America right before our eyes that this election, that's what it's about. If we don't elect uh, Trump supporting Republicans in, the, in November, you're going to see the decline of America continue in such a way that um, there's there's people worried about the fate of our country and its very existence. Well, uh, you're talking to one of them, I will guarantee you, because it, it's it's not a joke. And there is nothing about this that, uh, I, as I've said a number of times, uh, I think this is the most important uh, election ever. And the reason I'm pretty sure it is, is because I don't believe there will be an election after it if we don't take back this country. No, and it won't be a fair election because they'll get rid of voter ID. They'll have mass mailings of absentee ballots to be harvested like they do in California. And we'll lose we'll lose the sense of integrity and honesty we have in, 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 in elections, and they'll, they'll be rigged from then on. So, patriots, so. Have, patriots have to decide. Uh, whether or not uh, Obama's promised fundamental transformation will be allowed to be completed. We're very, very much on the way to doing so. This election will decide whether or not his fundamental transformation of America uh, becomes a reality. Uh, As always, we give you, our guests uh, always have the last word on the show. Uh, It's uh, over to you, John. Well, I, I think... Again, I've, I've said November eighth multiple times, and I and I just hope every every listener of yours goes out and votes on November eighth and votes for the candidates that are going to stop the Biden Democrats from doing what they're doing right now and make a significant change for the future of our country. There's our mission, folks, uh, and John McLaughlin is as always exactly right. We appreciate it, John. Always a great joy to talk with you and to to learn more about. Uh, the body politic and uh, what's afoot, as they say. John, thanks so much for being with us. John McLaughlin, God bless you. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here on The Great America Show. Coming up next week, Arizona GOP Chair Kelly Ward, author of The Plot to Overthrow the President, Lee Smith, Human Events, Jack Posobiec, Judicial Watch's Chris Farrell, Senator Tommy Tuberville, and January 6th author Julie Kelly. Please be with us. Till then, thank you, and God bless you, and God bless America.